Chapter Twenty Three of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. No Quarter by Thomas Main Reed. Chapter Twenty Three a grand sergeant of guard getting within sight of the city's gate the cagers could see it was shut drawbridge up and portcullis down bristol was then a walled town with an enceinte of ancient fortifications that had lately been repaired and strengthened night had now come on and it was pitch dark but a lamp set high on one of the gate towers threw its light across the moat revealing to the eyes of the sentry who held post overhead the party seeking admittance at sight of their humble mane he thought of the bitterly cold night and hearing of their reasonable request called to the guard sergeant below then to the inquiry of the latter gave description of them in brief soldierly phrase woman man and donkey whether his reversing the usual role by putting the woman before the man was due to her superior stature or because of her being better under the lamplight his words seemed to produce a singular effect on the sergeant starting suddenly up from his seat by the guard-house fire he rushed out and on to the wicket there placing his eyes to the peephole he saw what influenced him to give instant orders for the lowering of the bridge by this he was taking a great responsibility on his shoulders though they seemed strong and broad enough to bear it for the guard sergeant was no other than rob wild as it chanced the captain of the guard was just then out of the way and rob had reason to think he would be pardoned for the little stretch of vicarial authority ha patience when he shouted across we won't be more than a minute then with a will he set on to assist the others in letting the bridge down when was patient could well be after hearing that voice at once recognized by her she thought nothing of the cold now no more fearing the raiding cavaliers never was drawbridge more promptly made passable the creaking of the windlass with a rattling of chains and it was down in its place the wicket was at the same time drawn open and the cager party passed over and in lor wind said rob 
drawing the great woman aside under the shadow of the guardhouse wall and saluting her with a kiss where be yez from gloucester east she responded soon as her lips were released from the osculation and what brought you to bristol business a different kinds but you don't appear to ha any laden on the doggie us may goin back hope to the cadress was prevaricating no commercial speculation was the cause of their being there and if in passing through gloucester they had picked up a commission it was quite a windfall having naught to do with the original object of their extended excursion neither on leaving rowdian nor up to that moment was jerky himself aware of its purpose winnie having been its projector but he could trust her and she in her usual way insisting upon the tramp he had no alternative but to undertake it he knew now why his sister had brought him to bristol and that rob wilde was the lure which had attracted her thither rob had some thought of this himself or at least hoped it so the unburdened donkey helping him in his hope but you bean't going back surely he said why not the danger of the woods now if i'd a known you were on em when dear i should a been feeling a bit uneasy her game of false pretense was now nearly up it had all been due to a fear which had suddenly come over her on seeing him again months had elapsed since they last met and the rough forester erst in coarse common attire his locks shaggy and unkempt was now a man of military bearing hair and whiskers neatly trimmed in a well-fitting uniform resplendent with the glitter of gold he was only a sergeant but in her eyes no commanding officer or troop or regiment not even the generalissimo of the army could have looked either so grand or so handsome but it was just that with the thought of the long interval since they had last stood side by side that now held her reticent how knew she but that with such change outwardly there might also have come change within his heart and towards herself a soldier too now one of a calling proverbial for gallantry as fickleness living in a great city where as she supposed the eyes of many a siren would be turned luringly upon her grand rob had he 
yielded to their lures or resisted them so she mentally and apprehensively interrogated but only for a short while the wind deer in his old voice with its old affectionate tone and his solicitude for her safety told her he was still true doubting it no longer she threw aside the reserve that was beginning to perplex him at the same time flinging her arms round his neck and in turn kissing him that was her grateful rejoinder sufficiently gratifying to him who received it and leading him to further expressions of endearment glad was he they had arrived safe and as to their errand at bristol which she cared no longer to keep from him he forbore further questioning you can tell me about it when you have more time to talk he said but where do you and jack ten passin the night the old place us always stops at bird in the bush inn that be over avon's bridge yes just a street or two the other side bristol was no strange place to her she jerky and jinkum had made many a cage thither before i'd go long wi' ya to birds in the bush said the guard sergeant but as ye see i'm on duty at this gate and mustn't leave it for a minute if the captain was here unlucky he isn't just now he'd let me off i know seein who it be why for seein that rob because of his knowin ya he had seen you and jack at hollymead house it be sir richard no no hastily responding the ex-deer stealer in turn perhaps experiencing a twinge of jealousy as when by the quarry on cat's hill sir richard be in bristol too but he's a colonel not captain who be the captain then that young cavalier gentleman as comed to hollymead long we sir richard after fighting him he changed sides there and's now on ours you heard that han't ye deed yes and more heard why twas all through a sweet face him seed there so be the word about rardian well i hope her won't disappoint he after his doing that for her better nor braver than he ain't in this big town of bristol but when dear he added changing tone and slinging an arm round her neck tain't any concern of ours oh i be so glad to see ya again she knew he was now hang it he went on i only wish my turn o guard was over so's i could go long with ya maybe when the captain comes back 
he'll let me off for an hour or so. Sit up late, if you ain't too tired. You will, won't you? I will, for you, all night, Rob. I, till the sun of morning shines clear in the sky. Her passionate and poetic words were succeeded, if not cut short, by a thumping on the pavement. Jerky's wooden leg, it was, its owner approaching in the darkness, the rapid repetition of the thumps telling him to be in great haste. Winnie, he called to her in urgent tone, us won't linger here any longer. You know something as needs our being quick about it. Yes, yes, she answered excitedly, as if recalled to duty, she felt guilty of having trifled with or neglected. I be ready to go on, Jack. The guard sergeant looked a little puzzled. There was a secret, after all, which had not been confided to him. What could it be? Rough forester, though he had been, bold soldier, as he now was, he lacked the courage, or rather the rudeness, to ask. It might be a question unwelcome. Divining his thoughts, the woman said in a whisper, Something, Rob, us have sweared not to tell o to anybody, till be all over and done. When's I see you at the end, twill be over, and ye shall hear all about it. That be enough, when said in rejoinder the trusting Rob, and the two great figures went apart in the shadowy night, the separation preceded by their lips once more meeting in a resident smack. On along the streets passed the cadger party, Jack urging Jacob to haste by a succession of vociferous ye up and now and then a sharp touch of the stick he seemed angry with himself or perhaps more at winnie for having tarried so long by the gate good gracious he exclaimed in a troubled tone what if us gets there too late you know the gloucester governor told we not to waste one second o time maybe better keep on straight to the castle what do you say winnie it be but a step to bird in the bush now won't take we more'n ten minutes that can't a make much difference and us can go faster when we've left jinkum in the inn yard thus counselled and controlled jack as was customary with him gave way and the trio continued on for the bird in the bush. End of chapter 23